Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 460 of Lave Radio, although you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sophia, um, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the Orange Sidewind Bar for today, we have our Head of Health and Safety, uh, Commander Aid Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. I thought you were the chief armorer. Uh, we also have our staff liaison officer, that's Commander Psykit. It's because both of his arms are broken. <laughs> we also have SRV Banksy, Commander Alec Turner. Good evening, I sincerely apologise for everything. <laughs> and also joining us is uh, an inhabitant of heaven. Um I, this is this is the worst thing because they've been winding me up about saying this all time, and I've just gone completely blank. Come on, Colin, so, you can do it. We believe in you, Calum. Yes, yes. In cola. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <Ba-ba-ba. laughs> uh, for some reason, um, uh, we do have a, a, a commander. Psyche is suffering from a slight case of the jingles. I don't What's wrong with me? <laughs> Better the jingles than the jangles. Well, I mean, depends on the day. <laughs> yes. So, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in-game, in open. Uh, I'm at the moment at Lave Station Bar. Um, once I log out and log back in again. Um, <laughs> so, uh, obviously, I think, Ben, you're going to be there? I'm, I'm doing the... Uh, I've, been, I've been basically... I've been playing Elite this week! Wow. Uh, and I, I know I've been I've been playing this weird space game that I've heard about um, mm. doing so, and I've been doing some space trucking. Uh, so yeah, I'm basically I'm doing the the CG. Well, you, basically, you're, you're busy in the CGs, right? Yeah, Fine. I'm I'm doing the CG, and I'm being stupid because I'm doing the CG in open, so I'm probably going to die. Yay! <laughs> good. 
Right. If you can't get to us in-game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat uh, and then go on to twitch.tv slash laveradio uh, and or go to Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitch, YouTube, you know, the usuals. Other places are available. Yes, they are. Yeah, all, the, all the places and the things. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll just go around uh, the crew and see how they've been doing. So we'll start with Claire this week. Hey, hello. Um, I have, I've, I've been doing well. Um, hello, I, darling. Hello there. Um, what have I been doing? Um, uh, you know, you know, the usual um, metric fuck ton of D&D related activities, which is always fun because um, I enjoy living in a fantasy world. Um, other things that I have also been doing aside from um, f- different uh, dice rolling universes. I have been playing an awful lot of Cyberpunk because the new Phantom Liberty update came out. I mentioned it. Um, mentioned it last week. Um, we finished the main quest line of the Phantom Liberty update. Um, today, and it is very, very incredibly very good. That's mm-hmm. the only the only way that I can describe it. There are a lot of different branching ways that you can finish it. Um, I chose a way which apparently is one of the more common common ways of doing it. I do not regret my choices at all in the slightest. Can it I ask roughly what's the playtime of Oh, no, so, okay, I haven't done everything. So there are side quests that I still have to go back mm. and do. There are other things that I still have to go back and do. Um, to, like Cyberpunk 2.0, just in general, is very good um, and very rewarding to be a... Um, um to go back into with a with like maybe a not too much of an understanding i didn't really understand the skill tree when i first did cyberpunk this time i'm much more enjoying it it's a good it's a good it's all in all a good time and it's been it's been really fun i've done probably about 12 12 15 between 12 and 15 hours i would say but there's i have like done main like main storylines in between it because i started a new save um it's it's just been it's just been really nice to go back and revisit that world and those characters Mm. because the characters again we go i'm i will i will wax lyrical about performance capture and motion capture over um prolonged eye contact until the cows will, cows come home um it's it this there is something about it that just grips me yes also judy alvarez has my entire heart but um it's it's the mannerisms and the way that the characters act as well with like the little micro gestures that they have which just completely immerse you in that world and i really really love it it's i'm right thinking it's, it's free dlc if you've already bought something. Yeah, yeah, so you can you've got the, the 2.0 update was free. You could you can buy Phantom Liberty as well. Okay, to, so Phantom um, Liberty is a paid expansion. Yeah, Phantom Liberty right. is the expansion. It um opens another area of Night City. Um and it's got um Idris Elba is I wanna say the I'll say the main character, but I'm putting that very heavily in, in, in inverted commas. Mm. Um he is um he is very good. Very good. Like, as someone who wants somebody else to win the best voice acting um, (laughs) 
BAFTA at the BAFTA a little bit late for the Game Awards but at the Game BAFTAs as someone who wants somebody else very much to win it I'm a little bit concerned because of how good Elder Salva is but you know there's like 12 hours of gameplay and then like 12 hours of voice lines that just belong to the one character that um uh, Neil Newborn voiced, so I'm still kind of on that side of the fence. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. We I haven't really done a huge amount of stuff like in the real world because I've been so fucking busy doing shit that is on online and being chronically online at the moment. And I haven't really done anything in Elite. I've been paying attention to the stories, but at the moment, it's one of those things where it, I'm having um, a bit of a elite dangerous lull in that this, I don't say that there's an awful lot going on in elite at the moment and I don't feel super inclined to log in but I enjoy talking about the game with you guys which is why I'm here lovely well it's always glad to have someone who can actually talk uh, well <laughs> on subject of which we've also got Ben how have you been <laughs> yeah so I mean I will admit large... compliment yeah, a large part of the reason I've been playing the CG is because yeah, I've once again oh my god, I love playing Elite in VR. <laughs> and it is it is just like the best game to play in VR. And you know, space trucking, not running around on foot, not doing any of the yeah, you know, that stuff is all absolutely flipping amazing in VR. And I love it. Um, and, you know, I... You know, bollocks to this on-foot crap. Let me stay <laughs> in my seat, damn it. And then I, I, then I can use VR, and then, uh, then I'm happy. You want your Magna Pants on full power? Oh, yeah. Oh, full, um, power, full power to Magna Pants. Magna Pants, Captain! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying that. Um, I've been, as I was saying to Putnik in the pre-show, I'm... I think I'm like 250 hours into Baldur's Gate. I finished the first. I finished my first playthrough. I went straight into a second playthrough on about, and about halfway through my second playthrough, I like you know what? I really want to replay again as a bard. I feel it. And I'm like, I'm like, damn it! Stop doing this to me. You just want to. You just want your Scanlan moment, don't you? My what? 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 Scanlan moment. I don't think Ben's seen it. Oh, what? I don't know that Ben is aware of Vox Machina. Oh, my God. No, I, I, don't, I, I have no idea what Colin's on about at the moment. You mean Burt Reynolds Esquire to you? Colin wouldn't even understand that, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm... Yeah. And I, and I, I, I did realise, and I, I, I think I already knew this, but, oh, my God, Carlax approved. You know, Shadowheart, who you'd expect to be approved... She's down for anything. Nah, she Carlax. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Carlax approved. Yeah, I, I was I, I Yeah, I, I was, you know, uh I got rewarded a pair of twins and Carl was like, Yeah, you do you. I got rewarded a pair of twins. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What choice language? <laughs> that's that's what that's what she said. Um, yeah, have the twins. Have the twins. I was like, don't mind if I do. Yeah. I and then was I... like, no, you're not having them. Well, she was like, yeah, actually, Carlock was like, yeah, you do you. 
And then the twins were like, well, if she's not joining us, fuck you. I was like, oh, well, fuck you then. I, really? I, were they like, oh, well, I don't want a piece of her? I mean, House was like, oh, yeah, let me get in there. And oh, I'm, I'm Jesus not even Christ. talking to you. House is a horny bear. Yeah, he is. And I'm like, I'm not even doing anything with you, Halson. And, <laughs> and, and yeah. The one, the one I love hearing with, Ben talk about his romances. The one problem that we've got <laughs> is that when you start talking about Baldur's Gate 3, it always gets you into some kind of arousal <laughs> moot, the pair of you. It is a very horny game. Well, I mean, there's a lot it's of a... sex in it because it's good game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's face it, even the male characters can now get pregnant. No, no, no one Using can get mods. pregnant in the fucking game. <laughs> it's a mod that makes all the characters. No. Hilarious. Oh, God. It, it is so funny. Sick. Jesus Me. Christ, modders need to be stopped. Right. This, is, this is why Elite had the, had the good idea by by really, really restricting its mods. Because holy shit. Oh, you're not exactly going to get a pregnant type 9, are you? Uh, well, I mean... We're going to have to go back to space now. <laughs> oh, that's... that's just space. Dead space. Sorry, I thought you meant dead space. Oh, <laughs> I was just actually picturing a pregnant beluga. Oh, right, Alec, please save us. If, if, if anyone can hear my voice, please send help. I'm trapped in the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, send me. Uh, we'll escape together. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I've I've had a pretty yeah I've had a, an intense week. I don't know why. There's a buckyball race on, and I had so little time for it it was really frustrating um we'll talk more later but i did do a few runs but really uh did not get into it nearly as much i i'm out of the top 10 in one of the classes which is just effing outrageous oh my goodness uh, anyway um what else have i been up to my son uh took me bowling whenever he gets money for his birthday it's great what he wants to do with it is take me bowling and i <laughs> so that's I lovely yeah, he takes me bowling and he buys me a beer, so that was great. So we did yeah. that midweek. Um, and then my uh, oh, I took my wife and my stepmom, they had a, a, a tea party with them, um, some nieces, um, girls only. So me and, me and my son had to go and find ourselves a cafe to sit in for an hour. But um, my my I have a old refurbished iPhone, I don't know what generation it is, I don't really care, but it's it's not ancient, but it's oldish. Um, it had an absolute meltdown on its sat nav to the point where it was almost hilarious because because this little cafe that we went that I took um, the folks to is out in the middle of nowhere around Hertfordshire somewhere. Um, and then me and my son went off for a coffee. And then when I tried to get back to them, does anyone else's old iPhone do this? But I'm using the built-in Maps app, so I guess it's it's Apple's one, not Google's one. Um, it, it it gets confused and then it changes voices, and it changed voice on me five times trying to get me to this cafe, and it basically got completely lost. It took me like five miles in the wrong direction, and then gave up the ghost, and then another voice chimed in and told me to turn round, and then 
another voice was convinced I was in the middle of a field and just kept, just basically said, go back to the route. And, oh, it's ridiculous. I almost had to phone my wife and say, I come and get me because I can't get to you. I, th- I think that's the iPhone that the Australian government warned about because it was giving out such bad directions. People were dying in the outback. I wouldn't surprise me at all. It was awful. Um, what else? In-game, apart from Buckyball... Um, oh, yeah, I went back to that nice crater I was describing. Mm, did you find it in uh, the daytime? I did. So, uh, not this morning. Yesterday morning, it was lovely and in daytime, and so I carried on making my time trial, um, which I'm going to add into a deco pilot. And I found a slight problem with my time trial. So the idea of my time trial was that you would start off at Wishbone Place, or whatever it's called. Um, and then drive up onto the edge of the crater, up onto the top of the rim. There's a nice little cutout in the rim, so it's sort of aim up there and get out, and then turn around and drive back again. And I did it once, and this will make a great time trial. So then I I tried to actually map it out yesterday. I couldn't get up the bloody edge of the crater um, because it's so steep and slippery. Basically, you've got to hit the edge doing about 100 metres a second, but you can't get out. So it's going to be a, prefer, a pros-only time trial. Uh, most people won't even be able to complete it. But anyway, and then I went back to finish it today, and it's pitch black. So ooh, ooh, went, bit of a problem so, there. Yeah, so I went somewhere else, but I can't remember where. Oh, I know. I went back to one of the other time trials to reclaim first place because Shay had knocked me off. Oh, right. Well, at least you managed to re- regain some honour then. I did, briefly. I am, I'm back on top of all the leaderboards. As long as it's got six wheels. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think you'll find. Ooh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nine if you count the steering wheel. But um bum but um bum. Ah, but you don't have a steering wheel. Alright. One all right. I'm done. <laughs> uh well, welcome Caleb. Hello, yes, I was going to say it's a pleasure to be here, but um, I'm quite concerned for my safety at this point, so uh, I'll just... you never listened to the show before? <laughs> I have, actually, yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've had, a, I've had a really busy couple of weeks with lots of Elite-related stuff, um, and so much so that I have absolutely no idea what's going on in the galaxy at the moment in general Elite-related stuff. Um, mm. So from a personal perspective, as... Alec mentioned, I think just before the show, I recently finished uh, a physical Remlock helmet, um, similar to what I'm wearing in the bar at the moment in Lave Station, um, which I posted on the forum um, if you want to have a look at it. Um, so that, that was great. I'm really pleased with that. And I wore that to PitCon as well. And uh, I really enjoyed PitCon. Fantastic weekend there. Um, in between all of this as well, um, I've been preparing for the last Buckyball race. I just finished um, on Sunday night. Uh, so it's, it's a race of my own design and my first host race as well. So I was kind of really nervous to uh, to make sure that it all went well and, and obviously trying to shepherd control, uh, legislate for... A bunch of absolute lunatics is uh, is really difficult. So, um, but it went well. It went well. So, I've, we've had good feedback, and it's been really good fun watching people career like fireballs around uh, around the bubble as well. So, it's uh, yeah, yeah, success. You did fantastic. I'm sure we'll get into it later, but yeah, it was really good. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, that's me for the last uh, couple of weeks. 
Excellent. Um, I have to ask. Can I ask about because we didn't get to do it the week before or whenever it was about about that helmet? I was curious about the visor. Does it? Can you see through it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's. I had to make my own vacuum forming rig to to uh, sort of pull a heated piece of like a sheet of uh, PETG plastic polyethylene terephthalic glycol um, over the uh, over the mold. And um, which was clear, and then I, I did a like a really light spray of uh, of gloss black on the inside, so that you couldn't see in, but I could still see out. Um, nice. So yeah, it works. It works okay. Um, although although Burke um, struggled to see out of it a little bit, I think because he was having having problems with his eyes anyway. But uh, yeah, uh, it was generally well received. I think. Yeah, it, Much it's scarf amazing. In the way. It's just amazing. Have you got any stats? How long did it take you to make? Uh, well, lot, I, it? it is, yeah. I mean, off and on, it took me around about a year or so, just because I wow. sort of, I, I, I had the the original kind of print done of the chassis, and then uh, and then the sort of visor shape, if you like, um, and then I sort of put it to one side for a bit and probably played far too much elite while I mulled over what I, what I wanted to do with this, and and I, I decided I wanted to finish it really well, so it didn't look like it had been printed. Um, so that involved so many hours of filling and sanding and filling and sanding and painting and getting rid of the high bits and filling holes in and all sorts of stuff. So I think all told, off and on about a year, but I think probably 60, 70 hours of, of messing on and building and filling and sanding and painting and swearing and getting dusty and all that kind of thing. Were you, were you like, is that the first thing that you've ever done like that or is there... I've been a bit. I've always been a bit crafty in a, yeah, yeah, not in a foxy kind of way. Um, but uh, and I'm, I've always been a bit arty farty as well. I paint and yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of reasonably good with my hands, kind of thing. Uh, practical sort of stuff. So it's but it's the first time I've done any vacuum forming. Um, so that was that was a good learning curve. Uh, making making the visor. Um. And my friend who, who printed it from me, um, one of the other commanders in the game, I went to Pitcom with Optimal Pint. He uh, he's printed loads of stuff in the past, and we've we've ummed and ahed about how we want to make them better. He's made you know sort of things from Warhammer and and Star Wars and all sorts of things that uh, that he's he's got on his wall in his little man cave. Um, but yeah, the, but the helmet was something I'd always really wanted a physical sort of copy of, really, because elites. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been kind of my game for the last five and a half years or so, really. So, can you tell us how you actually did the uh, the visor to make it so you could see through it? Yeah, um, after after I'd vacuum formed the the sheet of plastic over the mold, um, I trimmed all of that and and fitted that into the chassis just to make sure it was okay, and then. Using just a rattle can of uh, of black gloss paint, I just did a very very light uh, dusting of uh, sort of black gloss paint on the inside of the visor, so that it couldn't be scratched from the outside. But that it was just enough so that the light wouldn't penetrate okay, so from outside. It's a, transpa- it's a transparent sheet of plastic. It's a transparent sheet of plastic, yeah. And then yeah. just painted black on the inside. Got yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was all three D printed, from what Alec was saying. The, the mold for the visor was 3D printed, um, but it, that, I needed to do a lot of filling on that as well to, mm-hmm. to get it as smooth as possible. Um, it needs to be absolutely sort of glass smooth almost for 3D, for sorry, vacuum forming, because that just picks up every little speck Everything. of dust. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And ideally, if I'd have had more time, I mean, I finished it on on the Thursday night and went to pick it on Friday <laughs> evening after work. So that sounds cool, it? Yeah, yeah. If I'd, if I'd have had more time, I'd have uh, I would have dyed the visor in like a big tub of uh, of poly- polyester dye, um, and that would have been. I think that's, that's my goal to probably update the helmet in in future months, really, once I make oh, another cool. visor. But but I need another mold. To vacuum form because I had to destroy the mold to get it out of the, the form fast. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was. Have, uh, yeah. have you read what Ephesus is suggesting? Uh, I, some I, VR screens. So Ephesus is suggesting you put some VR screens into your visor to make well, your visor a VR helmet. Some of the some of the VR headsets. I've got a Quest Two, um, and some of the oh, VR headsets that are coming out now, like the Pico, are, are a lot smaller. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, I might be able to fit one of those inside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the wife the wife shakes her head at me anyway, and she said, "You just stare at a black screen for hours and hours." And so I think staring at a black screen with a with an orange Remlock helmet on is probably going to be a bit too far. I think, yeah, for maybe. Two, yeah. Yeah, the Quest Three is quite slim, isn't it? The Quest Three is a lot slimmer than the two, yeah. Um, yeah. But the Pico just looks like a small pair of sort of safety goggles. Really, it looks uh, looks great. Googling mm. now. <laughs> my my XR Elite is is absolutely tiny. It just looks like a a big I, pair of glasses. I was going to say, so, I know you can get some that are look like glorified sunglasses. Yeah, that that's what mine looks like. Um, although, admittedly, the, the kind of glasses that the Buggles used to wear in the uh, video oh, killed the Radio Star. Um, <laughs> yeah. video so you know a bit timmy mallet but they're still looking a bit glasses like glasses like yeah. yeah more glasses than ski mask yeah definitely yeah um okay well i'll just finish this section off um my arms are getting better Yay! <laughs> i've been flying around using a controller and um i must admit on saturday's stream even though i couldn't do it on, sun- on sunday um I was flying around doing sort of missions, and I must admit, everybody said it was the funniest stream I'd done in ages because anything that could go wrong went wrong because I didn't know the controls mapped on the Xbox controller at all. Basically, I dismissed my ship when I didn't want to try and was trying to board it, and then it landed, but I pressed the wrong button, so I shot the ship, which then triggered the base's anti-firing, um, you know, sort of security measures. So I had to run away in my ship with about 2% hull. Uh, and then it just got worse from there, not docking correctly. It, apparently, everyone said it was the funniest stream they'd seen in ages, which is <laughs> typical. Um, People are cruel. <laughs> you lot cruel? Never. Never would have guessed it. Um, apart from that, there's been playing a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of everything, a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3. Um, thoroughly caught up with the... I enjoyed catching up with the uh, that um, voice actors session of, of Baldur's Gate 3 where they all played their characters. That was quite funny. I, I uh, need to watch that. I haven't seen what, that. the D&D? Yeah, the, the high I've rollers thing. Seen, yeah, I've only seen the first half. I feel like I'm trying to save the second half until a, t- a time where I'm really, really miserable because it hurt <laughs> my face so much to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's good. I'm halfway through the second one, and then they've just hit something, and I'm going. And I can't. I can't say anything yeah. more about that. Don't want to spoil it for you. I I've, like seen you some, who, I've seen a couple of shorts from it. Unlike you people who funny. have got no spoiler warnings for me whatsoever, you just sort of talk as I as everyone's completed it. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's basically been me. 
just sat at home complaining about my arms <laughs> as they slowly get better. At least they're on the mend. Yes. Right. Okay. I think we shall move on to the development news. Well, what have the devs said this week? Um, Not a lot right. if it's been about Elite. No. Nothing, really. Uh, we've got something about stellar screenshots. Uh, or rather, the stellar, yeah, the stellar screenshots, which are back this October. You can win a horrifying, malevolent gas paint job by sending in your creepiest elite dangerous screenshots. So um, cue a whole load of uh, Thargoid-related running around just to to get people wearing the brown flight suits. Um, They've got details over on the forums. We'll put the forum link in the the link. Um, And we do know that the next live stream, that's going to be in, in October... Uh, I think it's going to be the week after um, update seventeen drops. 16. We haven't got f- update seventeen. 17. What? Oh no! I've done what? it again, haven't I? I'm so sorry. It's on yeah. the it's on the sixteenth. It's update seventeen. Yeah, there we go. They could have made this so much easier for us. So you know that's not long to go. It's only sort of two weeks. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Something to talk about. Way. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, that's it. Until then. Good. I, I like Stella's screenshots. I'd forgotten they were doing that. I must go and take some. Yeah. I like the, I, I, they, I, they talked, actually, they talked on the live stream about doing themed um, themed Stella screenshots. They should do more, I think. I think it's a good idea. They should do themes. What, Christmas ones on ice planets? Christmas There's ones. plenty of them. Yeah, yeah for sure. More sort of specific. You know, you can do, you could do, um, I don't know, close-ups. And you could do uh, depth of field. and colour theme. Yeah, why not? It's like we're looking for, we're looking for, like, near Sally's birthday, we're looking for your pinkest screenshots this week. Does anyone know? I've got, what happened to... SPVFA. I mean, I know Orange Phoenix is obviously still very, very active, but I feel like SPVFA has kind of stopped doing its thing. Did you guys used to get involved with SPVFA's thing? They they did screenshots all over Facebook, and they were they had a theme every week. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen that for months. I haven't seen it for months either. There's still uh, they're still fairly active, I think, on Facebook. They have the uh, the group on Facebook. Um, okay. And I know Commander Exorcist posts a lot on Instagram as well, and usually tags uh, the SPVF, or whichever way around it is. Um, usually tags uh, the men is is photos too. But uh, yeah, yeah they, they do seem to have gone a little bit quiet. I think. Yeah, I suddenly reminded because they had a theme every week. Yeah, they did colours and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, on the subject of community, we'll we'll see what they've been up to. We've got uh, Foxy Loxy. Um, He's exploring the Dragon's Den, an unbelievable experience in Elite Dangerous, which is basically him going around the Thargoid bases. Yeah, Uh it's good. I'm still following these every week. They're they're a lot of fun. I I love that he... um... I think I think sometimes accidentally and sometimes deliberately gets things wrong. So he he's been winding everyone up by calling his um, his corvette uh, an imperial corvette. <laughs> he's got a bit oh. of a, 
bit of a love of the empire. And I thought he was just making an honest mistake at first, but he's clearly winding people up with that. But then, yeah, because he, he has no idea what the um, what the Thargoid <clears throat> base is. <laughs> he's just calling it like a dragon. It looks like a massive dragon. And I can see that. It's great. I love it. I can see why you would why, why you would think yeah. it would be. Yeah, if you've got no prior knowledge, it's, it's a bit it's, I mean, scaly, I isn't no, it? Yeah, I love that he has no prior knowledge of these things, and it's really interesting some of the the comments he makes about it without any. Mm. I thought he might do the buckyball race this week. He joined our Discord, but um, fair play. I saw that. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's lovely to see though that uh, like when the new commanders come on, especially like Foxy and and produce videos of the quality he's done it really reminds you of your sort of starting journeys as well which i think we all really quickly forget after we've spent yeah. a, a while in the game don't we yeah it does we're all so knowledgeable now you know <laughs> I, I, i'm not saying that to be funny but yeah, we, we sort of are well, and then to see someone that hasn't got about what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> it's great yeah, anyway, he's still going strong. He's, he's having a lot I'm, of fun. I'm glad, great. because, you know, it sounds like he hasn't lost any enthusiasm yet, which is which is good. No, and I just thought he I, he's so um, prolific. He dropped another video today, which I'll watch tomorrow, which he's just discovered. I think he's got people, you know, going out with him saying, oh, you've got to try this. And he's just discovered um, the joys of filling a T10 with um, pack hounds. <laughs> oh, 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 good grief. So the Gundam missile launcher, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I, I skimmed the video, and all I can see is smoke from a thousand pack hounds. So it looks like it's going to be fun. I'll watch that tomorrow. Excellent. Um, we have Luton Grind, who has done a a nice little retrospective of Elite. He keeps on saying why I keep on coming back to Elite Dangerous. He's another um, one who hasn't played for very long. Mm. Uh, loot and grind um, or hasn't been producing video content for um, a, a huge amount of time around Elite um, and it's I, I think he he's much like those of us who can be a little bit long in the tooth with Elite th- there's nothing wrong with taking a few weeks off or stopping playing for a little bit but there is and I think I, we we talked about this like a couple of weeks back, um, how nice it is to to go back and how familiar it is. Uh, like as Ben was saying right at the beginning of the um, beginning of the stream um, mm. about what he'd been up to, how familiar and nice it is to sort of like go and sit back in your pilot seat and um, just like experience elite again. It is it is like sitting in a comfortable chair or um, because we know we know we kind of know what we're doing now. It's nice. It's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is anyone going to mention cozy? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say this: for a dead game, there are one, two, three, four, five, six other commanders that I can see. Seven, eight other commanders now that I can see. Although I, I will admit, I am in the CG hand in place and hmm. in open. So. Oh, and we, I see one person with a triangle. It's a flipping CG, isn't it? Yep. Forgot yep. that. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, let us hand over uh, to Alec for the next bit, which is, of course, the Breaking Badly Buckyball race. Well, yes, indeed. I mean, hand over to me briefly, but I think I will throw this almost immediately straight back at Caleb. I will just, yeah, I'll just chip in. So, this is. Um, 
Is this our penultimate race? Gosh, this might be two our more. penultimate. Uh, two, two more, yeah. yeah. Phew, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the championship continues. Um, this was uh, Caleb's race, who we got on to talk about it. I did it. There's no point in me describing it. I should just hand straight over. Um, <laughs> tell us about your fantastic race. Thank you, Alec. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, this uh, started uh, when I was feverishly talking Alex's head off at Livecon last year in that ridiculous heat that was uh, we had, um, mm, with terrible. lots of ideas around uh, my own ideas for for buckyball races. I sort of started um, with the buckyball club um, started last year and and joined in with last year's championship. And it kind of renewed my sort of enthusiasm for lots of aspects of the game as well. So, as is my want occasionally when I when I see an opportunity, I tend to jump in with both feet. So I cornered Alec and uh, and basically talked at him for a while. Um, so I had a few sort of movie and TV themed. Uh, ideas for races um your puns are sensational yeah well, so, well <laughs> got like a dozen race titles <laughs> so breaking badly is obviously was based around the breaking bad kind of thing but i had things like stranger wings um which would involve people <laughs> winging up uh kind of impractical for a buckyball race unless it's a standing challenge maybe don't know we'll think about that one uh, I had Out of New Africa, Flight Club, Davs of Thunder. <laughs> and th- so there was, there was lots of things. Anyway, so I mulled over uh, all of the ideas. And, and because of the way the uh, the Buckyball races are kind of structured, Breaking Badly was the one that tended to fit um, most neatly within within the current or the, the existing kind of Buckyball race structure, really. Um, so the concept of the race... Uh, like I said, based around the Breaking Bad TV show, lots of elements and references as I could shoehorn into it whilst uh, still making it a, a, a doable race. Um, so you basically had to transport uh, a cargo of narcotics um, across various stations in uh, in the bubble, um, a couple of which were called Heisenberg something, one was called Walter something, Um and deliver your narcotics there to uh, furnish your criminal empire. And then in order to try and expand your criminal empire as well, you also had to uh, visit two out of three optional stations, which are called Cook something or other, um, go fly into the station and back out again without asking for docking permission. So the way people approached this was was really varied. Some people did the cook thing uh, with cargo. Some people offloaded the cargo first, then did it. Um, but on top of all of this as well, so this that, that, that was like the, the main structure of the race. On top of all of that, you've got to have shenanigans in the buckyball race. So again, mm. I tried to theme those uh, around Breaking Bad as well. So the first one was called I Am The Danger. Uh, a standard sort of buckyball shenanigan, which is flying with no shields for the entire duration of the race. So that was that give you uh, thirty seconds off your time. Um, there was one called "I am the one who knocks," which uh, another sort of standard buckyball one, which meant if you finished with a ten percent hull or less, you got thirty seconds off your time. If you finish with one percent or less, um, you get a full minute off your off your time as well. Um, we had hand closes in, which was uh, because of the danger of transporting narcotics, because you're flying in and out of stations without asking for docking permission. Fines were generally 
a thing. You could get through it without yeah. getting fined, but uh, I'll just give you 30 seconds bonus if you did that. But generally, um, people were getting fined, and I gave people a limit of fines to that they could get to before they started getting penalised. Uh, but the last shenanigan um, was uh, probably the most complicated one, really, that I introduced in the game, and it was called Let's Cook, which basically meant that at some point during your run, you had to overheat your ship. Um, <laughs> and that, and I said, anything past 150% heat, I'll give you one second off your time Uh as long as you land and, and you you finish the race, basically. So I have to I have to ask: Did did you have any kind of clue how far people would take that? In regulation, I did I did all of my testing in regulation, so I kind of yeah. had an idea that three four hundred percent might be, right. you know, doable. Because um, I'd, I'd done it myself, uh, I was I was a little bit of a way off in regulation, given um, what yeah. some people did. In unlimited, I thought the, the variables are so big that, um, and I know how far you can push certain ships um, into the thousands and thousands of percentage points. Um, that I thought I'm not even going to bother trying to test this. I'm just going to see what happens, and uh, and they didn't disappoint. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. I did ban shield cell boosters and I did ban weapons to try and prevent sort of artificially enhancing your buildup of heat. So you had to generally rely on the fsd or a star or that sort of thing to to overheat your ship in silent running that kind of thing um but yeah. uh, i think the highest somebody got and landed i mean the um i'm just trying to look at my notes here um for in unlimited so uh i ended third i had one run in a, in a crate mark two that i'd adapted from a thargoid ship um which uh, had lots of hull uh, and i got that to 1,447%. Um, but because of the way the, the Buckyball Club structured, um, I because I was a host, I can't stay third. So Epaphos gets the points for third place because he came fourth. Yeah, it's a bit um, embarrassing if the host wins their own race. It's a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sulu um, was phenomenal all week. He, he was just absolutely brute forcing it and just destroying ship after ship, trying to trying to really push... His uh, his heat and he took it up to uh, two thousand two hundred and sixty one percent, and still landed it, uh, and ended up with a run of minus four minutes and forty seconds. Um, but Shea Blackwood was absolutely sensational. His module management, his AFMU management, uh, whilst his ship was absolutely melting next to a class B star. Uh, and he, he wasn't panicking. He was just, and, and he still jumped home as well with his ship. Uh, he, he reached five thousand two hundred and fifty-one percent heat, and then flew it home and landed with the smoke still pouring out of it, practically on the on the pad uh, for for about fifteen minutes after he finished. I, that, yeah, it it's incredible. I, I should have asked actually. I know Shay's in chat, but I almost wondered about sharing it in the show notes um, because I mean there were some really good runs, and there's and there's a, there's quite a lot of different approaches to overheating. But but Shay's kind of you know scientific and just technical. It, it's a thing of beauty. I mean he he, he he's already limiting him limiting himself in this race to. Um, three particular ships you know just to make things interesting for himself so i think he, he ended up doing this in a python that's right yeah but the engineering on the python and, and the build of it is is just 
incredible. You know, he's it, like it's loaded with um, heat sinks. Uh, he's obviously got a Guardian frameshift booster for the range. He ended up with um, AFMU's um, and Hulrip. Um, how reinforcements and oh, module reinforcements, isn't it? Yeah, he had a lot of module reinforcements. I think that was where the main weakness ended up being with uh, with the hull that he had on the Python. The modules were going first, and it was kind of the other way around with the Cobra, the uh, regulation ship. Um, yeah. So but, yeah, that, it was it was phenomenal. Watching Shay's run, I'm, I know I was I was a bit sort of moany about the race in some ways last week and about this kind of thing, you know, t- taking over from speed. But but watching Shay's video just gave me a whole new appreciate appreciation for this kind of thing because there's, you know, I, I I know people who are sort of into their AX combat or other things are really into their builds and. I suspect many people think that racing is is just about going fast, but when you when you look at the sort of science and research and experimentation that went into Shay's build, not not just in keeping the ship alive during the heat, but working out the best way to heat it and and the fastest way to heat it, because if you don't heat it fast enough, then you're you know you're 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 losing seconds all the time. You're trying to gain heat. If you don't heat it fast enough as well, you, you, it, the you module suffers more damage. The modules yeah. suffer more damage. So you heat it really quickly, and the modules didn't uh, get damaged as, as quickly, which is something I found out during the course of the discussions we had over the last sort of week or so during the race. But, yeah, yeah so I've, I've learned a lot from, from this myself. Been, yeah, fascinating, really fascinating. You know, and he, so he ended up um, heating the ship by basically um, – coming out of super cruise just just really close to the exclusion zone of a super hot star um and then basically engaging a jump but not taking it until you know, he'd heated up yeah yeah so silent running and engaging a jump and then not taking it and then and then basically there's there's a good five minutes of the video of him just furiously managing um afmus to repair things as they're failing and just, just to keep this alive as it slowly gets hotter and hotter before finally jumping to the final system and landing it. Yeah, it's incredible. It was. It was absolutely fantastic. And and everybody's support, I mean, your support, Alec, the, all the other race organisers, um, everybody who took part as well. It was, with it being my first uh, hosting of a race and my own design as well, I was, I was really nervous, like as I mentioned at the top of the show, that it would go it would go well and with everyone else's support and enthusiasm uh it 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 seemed to it seemed to so i'm yeah. i'm really pleased with, uh, with yeah, the overall result I, I might have advised you off a heat mechanic for your first run because <laughs> i mean you did have to ban somebody and we're well, not you know ban them but sort of you had to veto a couple of runs and i did yeah i mean brewski uh, he came in right at the last minute he did a great run in regulation and sneakily used another commander to uh, to feed him repair limpets in his cobra um which kept his cobra alive until he built up the most heat and then i think he was over 500 percent uh in his cobra and then landed at the last stop but uh but in unlimited he was he was overheating like mad but uh but then used the finish line to go and repair and then fly out again to keep overheating then going back to the finish line so so I was kind of ummed and about that one. I thought, no, <laughs> the finish line, you cross it once, it's 
I'm going to have to take your first landing. It's, it's, yeah. There's nothing explicit in the rules, but uh, it's, it was a difficult decision. But I think... I think Bruce, uh, he's a little shit for that, though. <laughs> he is, though, yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he's a complete and utter little shit. And he knows that I feel about him that way. <laughs> well, it was yeah. really funny. Yesterday in, in, the, in Discord, um, I was saying, look, the, the results are slightly delayed because I've got a bit of a steward's inquiry on one run. And Osric posted uh, a couple of messages down. I bet it's Brewski. I bet it's Brewski. And I was I was giggling to myself, uh, reading the messages, thinking, well, I can't say anything, obviously, until the results are out. But uh, but you, you've nailed it. It is. <laughs> it was Brewski. Yeah, he likes to push the push the limits. That's what it's all about. It's good Some stuff. people say push the limits. Some people say little shit. <laughs> I, I see the, I see no difference between the two. <laughs> It was very inventive, shall we say. Very inventive. Creative use of game mechanics. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was the race. That was breaking badly. Thank Excellent. you to everyone who took part. Well, if anybody has a, a community event which is taking place soon and would like to for us to shout about it, uh, then... Uh, When's the next got... Buckyball race? Do we have a date for it? Yes, Ooh. it's... Towards the end of this month, Ashnak is uh, hosting it. Uh, I think it's around the 20th. I'm just trying to get my calendar up now. Yeah, he was um, trying to choose between two dates just yesterday. 28th of October to the 5th of October. 5th of November. 28th of October. No, of November, November. November, sorry, yes. Amazing. Otherwise, yeah, we're not in time ships, are we, so. And I think it's pretty much a, a straight rerun of Prison Break, which um, we did. What was Prison time. Break the one that we weren't going to do? That we were going to do and then we didn't end up doing it? We've done Prison Break in the past, I think. And I think this is a rerun of it. Um, so you can probably look up the old thread on the forum and get practicing if you want. Cool. Excellent. What, what I'm going to try and do, because there's another Frontier live stream between now and when the race starts, I might actually launch into this tomorrow, is, unless that crater's looking nice again, <laughs> is um, I might try and make a little trailer for this and see if I can um, bung it Sally's way so that we can get that on the on the live stream. As a right. Promo. Okay, let's, let's talk about the in-game events which have been happening this week. Uh, which is, well, on the 27th of September, the Thargoid War update happened for the whole of September, where everybody, uh, basically the journalists of the galaxy, um, summarised how humanity has been doing against the uh, the Thargoids. Um, we seem to be containing the situation, but it is worrying. This is the overall <laughs> conclusion. On the 28th of September... The new CG started for our um, mining people missile things. <laughs> have, have we got an actual name for these things yet, apart from meat grinders? They're um, uh, explode. They're um, yeet cannons. Yeet cannons. Yeet cannons. True fact. Explodey person savers. <laughs> Explodey person savers. Purple people. People. Not eaters. at all. Not meat at all. Anything that. Oh, oh, human <laughs> syringes. Oh, Let's make it as gross as possible. Whatever it is, oh, it's like going to be really gross. Uh, Marked Gamer's got a good one. Pod Poppers. Pod Poppers. <laughs> I think I quite like that one. Mind you, that sounds like some kid's <laughs> sweets, doesn't it? 
so yes, the the CG as Ben is taking part in this uh, to deliver resources to create these pod poppers are um, is underway, and we'll have to see what what goodies we get at the end of it. Indeed, what's the deal? Top fifty percent get a free module. Some people get some pod poppers. Some people get some more pod poppers. Everybody gets a paint job. Top fifty percent, not everybody. Top fifty percent get a um, get one. Top twenty five percent get two of these subsurface extraction missiles. That's the pod actual poppers. name. Let's go. For this. Let's um, dig it. I like pod no, poppers let, from let, now on. I think no, we're gonna. Poppers. I think question of the week on on over the weekend <laughs> might be give us an alternative name for things oh, that exist okay. in game and um, by the top 75 percent get um a federal gunship aegis garrison paint job or an aegis paint job um an aegis garrison paint job an alliance crusader aegis garrison paint job <clears> and <throat> an imperial clipper aegis garrison paint job because one for each lovely yes and, uh, and they're we, already, they're already. Um, both of them have already been done. Well, I say both of them have already reached tier one, so it's not going to be a case of, uh, well, you didn't do enough, so you're not going to get it. Excellent. Um, how many people have actually signed oh, up? Do, for it? Oh, oh, don't you mean? Oh, you've not done enough, but we'll pass anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah there's no worry like for that night. right now. Yeah. Uh, last time, <laughs> last time I got called out on it. It wasn't. It wasn't for that. It. It was badly worded. Badly word. <laughs> Filled by grammar. Yeah. Right. On the second of October, we've got the the well. There is concern in the emperor uh, in the empire uh, for the lack of um, <clears throat> little baby feet. The line of succession for the present emperor is um, uh, lacking, shall we say? And uh, there are people saying that she should get busy creating a new. Um, Emperor slash Empress. The Emperor, the Empire supports cloning, doesn't it? I was going to yeah. say, surely she can they not just clone another one? Hey. Well, technically, the, the, uh, there is a new heir in uh, from the uh, that that offshoot prince, isn't there? Because he's just had he's just had a sprog, isn't he? Maybe. So, uh, why would he not be the the person in line then? I wouldn't. Well, I suppose she's, she's not a direct heir. Yeah, it's going to be a. We're going to have to bend the rules a little bit, isn't it? This is a. This is the kind of. Well, thing it's that like you're, going, you're, you're sort of like one heir twice removed to something like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know they they want em, em, emperor woman to go and have babies. Yes, basically. Yeah. Um, but considering her age, that's. Well, I suppose it's modern technology. It's, it's, she still... should, take, should be fine. Yeah, or she'll be she can, fine. Or, yeah, or clones. Didn't, or just even was test it, Was it her that was... Oh, my God. Why? Like, you don't play for, like, a week and a bit, and then you forget every single bit of law. Was it her who was... She was she the one who went missing for, like, a year, and yes. then they found... Okay, so maybe they just haven't... Maybe that's what she was doing. She, you know, no, she was frozen, Ben. No, <laughs> she, she, she might have. Don't, yeah. no, no, don't make me get no, the spray no, no. bottle out. <laughs> no, we, we don't want a let's oh, kill you, Bill you know, situation certain, here. No, nope. I'm just thinking certain ladies in, in refined nope. society, no, nope. they, they, they don't have illegitimate, absolutely children. not, they just disappear for a couple of months. Absolutely not. Huh? No, we don't, we don't do that. 
We don't do that anymore. Let me get. I'm, I will get the spray bottle out, Ben. You stop this. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't king shame. Damn it. We're not king shaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was right to king shame. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. You two, if you stop playing Baldur's Gate, it's just getting you two worse than normal. Money on main. <laughs> oh, I've already got sweaty palms. Jesus Christ. Right, meanwhile, I mean, yes. So we've got the Federation at the moment, they're having a general election. We've got the Empire going, um, okay, come on, we, we, want, we want royal babies, and uh, there's a war on. <laughs> What's happening? What are the alliance up to? Nothing, because they're nice and boring, and nobody really is interested in them anymore. Planets, calm probably. Down, calm down. <laughs> well, they still maybe they're the ones who are harboring um, salvation in his mech suit. Oh yeah. Nah, they wouldn't be that stupid, would they? Nah. No, 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 that'd, be, that'd make things a bit too interesting for them. Yeah, yeah, the, the danger levels of it actually being engaging for the Empire might, not for the Empire, for the Alliance, might, um, their, their, PR, their PR team is like, not a chance. No. Nope. <laughs> None whatsoever. But I must admit, it's nice to actually hear from the Empire, because well, with all the, the Thargoid news and from the all the uh, 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 the federal shenanigans with the with the with the election um i was kind of forgetting about them but lo and behold nice bit of um, imperial backstabbing is probably on the way um so that brings us to end of news for uh for this week um and we don't have a store alert which um i'm quite i just missed the tune really yeah <laughs> yeah so what we'll do is we will um take a short ad break Fingers um, crossed it works. <laughs> Otherwise, you've got to put up with psychic singing. Let's throw some shit at the wall and see if it sticks. It depends what you've been eating. Anyway. <laughs> we all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari for Ari's Mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders, since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff, and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. 
The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow, the bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Cadaver Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. Have you been affected by Azimuth Biotech's provocation of the Fargoid menace? At Turner & Fig, we're ready to pursue claims against Azimuth Biotech as part of our class action lawsuit. My son has started worshipping a Thargoid god and keeps bringing home human sacrifices. Am I entitled to compensation? Yes, you are. My daughter was aboard the Bright Sentinel. I keep calling Azimuth to find out where she is, but I always get their voicemail. Thank you for calling Azimuth Biotech. We're sorry, but... Salvation. ...is not available. Please leave your message after the tone. Am I entitled to compensation? Yes, you are. I was selling escape pod occupants into slavery, but now Thargoids keep taking the escape pods instead. Am I entitled to compensation? I suppose so. Thousands, maybe millions of people are due compensation from Azimuth Biotech. Contact us today. Turner and Fig, cleaning out Azimuth Biotech for a huge portion of your compensation. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point that at me. When the armed sound settlement patrolman rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrolman. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lathe Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. And welcome back. Well, one of the things that we'd like to touch on uh, this week is uh, Alex spotted a thread on the forums Um <laughs> You know that those that silly place where most of us shouldn't go, but we do, uh, and it it caught his imagination. The the, the thread title is, um, "Do you want an Elite Dangerous Two, or just another expansion, or more expansions?" I think is probably the better way of putting it. Um, Cosmo put on the uh, the forum sort of, "Well, do we really want FDev to make another expansion for ED, or just?" burn it to the ground and start with all over with uh, an ED2. He says that ED is almost 10 years old. It's, he says it's aged a lot. Um, he's not impressed with the, gravi- uh, the the graphics compared to more modern space sims. Um, so he's of the opinion it would be best for FDev to keep the good features and learn from other space games uh, for a sequel. In other words, Elite 5. So... Um, Okay, Alec, you would like to to yeah. to kick this one yeah. off. All right, yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't dwell on it, but what, uh, yeah, a bit of just a tiny bit of context is um, 
I, I sort of landed on this forum thread on the back of um, there was a couple of videos from Obsidian Ant, and there was discussion on guard frequency. You know, the usual sort of analysing end of year financials from Frontier, and um, I guess sort of asking the question, what the future holds for Elite Dangerous. Um, I don't know. It's same old, same old, isn't it? You know, um, the the. The financials and the steam figures they go up and they fall down and they go up and they fall down and over time there's a there's a slow trend downwards i mean that's not news is it it's 10 years who knows um but anyway this thread caught my imagination because it was kind of like um it was speculating i i kind of doubt frontier will do either of these things but i thought it was interesting speculation on which would you prefer would you prefer frontier to start again um, actually, there's a, there's a sort of side thread to that of would you like somebody else to start again with the ED franchise, not Frontier? Um, I don't think that's a very sensible option. Um, or would you prefer for them to continue um, adding on to the existing game? And I guess the pros and cons of those arguments are um, there are some things in the game that I think quite hard to go back from. Um, there seem to be some fundamental technical issues with the Cobra engine to do with things like anti-aliasing. Um, there's just some things that it's it seems naturally not very good at. Equally, there are some things that it's probably very good at. Um, um, and so, and also, they're kind of some of the design decisions. You know, um, decisions towards what many people will refer to as the grind but you know kind of material collection and um the way that the game works in that regard um maybe the economy these things are all quite hard to to do a u-turn and go back from without starting again so i guess those are the arguments for starting again mm-hmm. um the the arguments for the expansion i suppose are um that we're sort of you know we're one one of the things that struck me was that um thinking very long term um some of the criticisms of 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 the game engine as it stands like um you know the kind of technical depth the idea that it's very difficult for frontier to change things without breaking things um and also the idea that um some of the sort of visionaries who who worked at frontier at the beginning you know people like michael brooks and 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 um and friends who who've left um there are arguments to say that the people who work there now don't necessarily share some of those that sort of early vision that um that they did um but i would argue that all these things would be true if 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 they did start again on a brand new game you'd, you'd start a new game with a new team they'd be keen you'd start with a new lovely shiny clean bit of software as the engine um i would posit that 10 years down the line it would be in exactly the same state as elite is now so so why do that all over again so i guess my vote and i'd just throw it around the crew briefly if we're going to get into this is my vote would be an expansion because i think starting again you're just gonna (laughs) effectively end up with the same 10-year life cycle whereas um at least if you keep expanding we we sort of get new stuff I don't know. Does anyone think this is an interesting discussion? It's a good thread. I I know people slag off the forum as being a silly place. What I liked about this um, forum thread, and we will link it in the show notes, is that rather than just devolving into the usual sort of sarcasm and 
and sort of nonsense. Um, people pitched in with some quite good content. I thought. I thought this yeah, is a well, good read. It started that way, and then towards the end, I haven't, oh, I, haven't, yes. I haven't revisited it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Alec, but it, uh, oh well. it, it, it did last. Uh, it did last quite a while. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll go. We'll go to Ben first, and then we'll, we'll have a quick word to Psyche afterwards. Okay. So, just, just countering what Alec was saying. Okay. Fine. We have a ten-year thing. But if Frontier gets us all to give them another 60, 70 quid every 10 years, is that a bad thing? You know, whereas, obviously, if we go with Elite Dangerous next expansion, that would be you know, maybe you know, 20 to £40. Pounds. Interesting, tack. Interesting tack on the question. You're sort of saying they could get more money by starting yeah. again. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, basically, you know, maybe they'll get more money from a whole bunch of people if they... If they you know, re- restart it, there is also you know, I like the idea of of clearing out the technical debt. Um, I'm sure everybody likes that idea. Although you know, I think I think we all thought that was the point of of um, that's what Beyond was meant to do, and then what we thought Odyssey was going to do. Um, what I would love to see somehow is. Odyssey and Elite to actually feel like one game rather than two. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I can see why you think that, but I must admit, the more I've been playing, I don't see the separation as much as as it used to be. I think they've improved on that because Colin, I, I think yeah. you, you were one of the sort of um, people who who felt that quite strongly originally that it felt. Disjointed, I seem to recall. But, but do I you feel not like... feel? Do you not feel that the user interface elements for the Odyssey components feel completely different to the user interface elements? You mean like the suit HUD versus the ship HUD? Yeah. The, well, the, uh, um, I would. I would. I would argue that walking around and ha- walking yeah. around and seeing it, seeing something in your in your spacesuit is an entirely different experience to flying around. Yeah, but I would know, argue it's, that it's being the case, and then it being thing. reflected in in the UI. Okay, but you know, so taking taking what you're saying there, but you know, I look at my phone, and I'm looking at my phone. You know, my phone doesn't change whether it's in a car or not. Yeah, but you're not driving your phone. You have you have you have your you're not looking at your phone to check what speed you're going, are you, Ben? You're, you're not looking at your phone exactly to. But that's exactly the point. But you're not not using your... Your phone isn't your UI for your car. Your phone is your UI for everything that you have on your phone. Your phone remains a phone wherever you go. You're not going... You're not switching from, like, I don't know, Google Glass to being in your car. Those are two very different experiences. Do you see where where that... um, where that um, metaphor falls apart. Yeah, I see, I see both arguments. I would say I, I see what Ben's saying. I honestly never thought about this before, and I don't think it, it, it's my reason for feeling like the two halves are separate. I hadn't occurred to me, but I see what you're saying. It does, it does feel a little bit like they're designed by that they're in different games. Yeah, I see it, what you mean. I mean, they could. I, it I don't feels know like the, one taking keeping on the phone idea. But ignoring what you're doing with it, it feels like one's a Windows phone 
and one's an iPhone. Is it? Is it that you? No, you want the I, orange, I have like to. Orange. I have to disagree with that. <laughs> I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, <laughs> walking around with your phone, it, it's it's what you've what you've got there is you've got two different interfaces for two completely different activities. Okay, right. Okay, being okay, I'm going to go literal now. Then one, I have to press the Q thing, and then I move my mouse in a weird fucking way, and it might select the right thing. <laughs> yes. The other one, I go to the place I and I press like WSAD. You know, using using the interfaces on the on the ships, I look at the ship and then I can press one, two, three, four to look at the left, right menus, and then it's all WSAD in space. Yeah. When I'm when I'm walking around, when I'm using my interface, you not use, when I'm walking around. Do you not when use, you're looking at the menus? Do you not use your HOTAS because that's what's plugged no, in? No, I use WSAD. So, so you're you're complaining that you can't use your. I'm confused. If you can use WASD WASD for the Q menu, you don't have to use the mouse. But if you're using a controller for both, let's say, you can use the controller for both things. It could be that I'm not using a game controller. It feels like a user error rather than a game controller. I think you've actually, I think you have hit the nail on the head there that the Odyssey thing does feel like it was lent for, ironically enough, a gamepad. You've you've taken the discussion's gone in an odd direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But do do you not feel that the separation of of um, on foot and space, the, the on foot and space game in you know in Odyssey, is is more to do with kind of activities not bridging those divides? So like missions, exactly. not asking you to combining both bits of gameplay and that's yeah. my head as well. Yes. Yeah. Right, Caelan, you, you well. Psychic, you'll take we'll we'll take your point next. But Caelan, do you want to jump in there? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I mean Alec kind of uh, prompted me a little bit about that he was, might want to talk about this tonight. So I, I did read a bit of the thread. I didn't get all the way to the end to see if it had, had degenerated into the usual sort of uh, slang and match. But um, but what I did pick up for it, it did it did seem to be an interesting question rather than it just being we want this, we want that kind of thing. Um, and I am coming down myself, I'm coming down on more of the expansion kind of side of the argument at the moment, uh, simply because of the investment, Not I don't just mean financially, but I mean time and code and, and, and everybody's gameplay. I mean, we've all played, we haven't all played, but many of us have played thousands and thousands of hours, and a lot of the consensus was that people didn't want to start all over again. Um, but yeah, I think for me, if it's it's still crying out for... A lot of missed opportunities, almost with with some narrative elements, some in, more integration between on foot, in vehicle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, possibly a new ship or two. It wouldn't hurt. I mean, the, was it the crate, the crate twins that were the last ships that got introduced in the game? Or? Yeah, that, that's what five, six years ago now. Yeah, yeah, um, and and th- maybe some expanded interiors inside fleet carriers or space stations to make them a, a bit more city-like, perhaps. So they just fa- just kind of flesh it out a little bit more. And I think those, if you got those sorts of things introduced into the game, it would it would widen its appeal a little bit. Um, but again, if, if you introduce things, there's a missed opportunity for fleet carrier owners, for example. You could... You could uh, decorate your ready room in lots of different ways with lots of different things of the arc store or you know with different 
JPEGs you wanted to put in picture frames on the wall or whatever. But uh, there's, there's lots of missed opportunities, I think, is what I'm saying. And that would be serviced by expansion and updates and that sort of thing, rather than starting all over again with a new engine. Because, mm. to be honest, I think Elite is still a beautiful-looking game, and especially after 4.0, that might be a little bit contra- controversial. Um, yeah, the planet's... Aren't to everybody's taste, but you fly out in your spaceship. I was in uh, sort of the Horsehead Nebula area a couple of weeks ago in VR, and I just stood and gawped out of the canopy for there must have been thirty minutes just looking at it. Uh, and it, and it was it was even after this amount of time, it was still something I thoroughly enjoyed doing. It's just it's just beautiful, but but there are missed opportunities in the game, which yeah. may be serviced with expansions. So yeah, okay, thank it. Hi. Um, I think I'm 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 properly in two minds about it, honestly, because I think um I'm very much of the opinion that um the Cobra engine, as far as Elite is concerned, has maybe reached what it can do. And whether that whether it would be a case it would be it would be so difficult to transfer everything the way that it is right now into like a new engine or something along those lines. I can only imagine how much of a galactic clusterfuck that would actually be doing that um, or moving it into something new or, or something along those lines. Um, there's also, from a, from a BGS perspective, there are a lot of factions that, uh, quite a few of them, have a sizable area that they control that... Um, maybe they're not as um as active or at all active anymore but because of the code of other bgs groups or other groups of bgs if a, a, a player faction owns one of those factions they're not going to take it take it off them until they are really really fully convinced that this faction doesn't doesn't exist anymore or is um is completely um um, idle and stagnant so that's really difficult to um to weigh up correctly as well um there's this be from a bgs perspective there isn't a huge amount but for at least for my faction let's say because that's my experience i we don't have a huge amount of places to go or expand to that isn't already owned by somebody else now whether those factions are um dead in the water or whether those factions are still have two or three people going unless we're f- we we can try and find them through many different methods that's quite difficult for us to do so there's a very you know, i talk about like but burning the bubble and starting all over again that i i jest about it but i think that would be fucking brilliant you know i think that would be really really good um whether that is with starting again with an elite dangerous 2 with a brand new bgs mechanic to learn or things along those lines uh that would be that would be pretty cool i think but yeah you know um also i've done a lot of engineer unlocks and i've got a lot of ships in the game and i've you know invested a lot of time in the into elite and it means a lot to me and much like what everyone else is saying i don't know if i've got the stones to start again yeah I must admit that when I, when I did look at this um, this thread, the the one thing that got me was that it all came down to one thing: um, Do you want 
well, see, this is this was the thing that gets me. It's because li- um, Elite Dangerous is a live service game. As long as they're able to preserve the BGS or the back end stuff, uh, so that people can continue on playing, then it is actually possible. Because I know this because Eve have done it several times to cl- to clean up the client and clean up the server code independently, and then eventually you put it, you know, you put it all together and hey presto, the uh, yes, okay, the Mamba was the last ship I, I, I do stand corrected, but um, my point is it's what it seemed to boil down to is, do you want the, the, the game to have Elite Dangerous 2 as a complete reset or um, Elite Dangerous to continue because if I remember rightly someone asked David Braben exactly what uh, when Elite Dangerous 2 was coming, not long after Horizons was launched. And he said, well, it's already out, because Elite Dangerous 2 is Horizons. Mm. And that seemed to be the philosophy, uh, which makes us on Elite Dangerous 4 at the moment. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I've, I've, I've said this in, in the forums, but it, the arguments all seem to, to, to um, wrap around the fact that, right, okay, we want it, uh, as you say, a complete, fresh start for everybody which I don't think after 6,000 hours I want a fresh start because yeah. <laughs> you know that means that means all that effort that I put in to get all my names on stars in the galaxy that's gone on the other hand you could do it all again I don't want to do it all again because some of it was boring well, then, now, well, don't do those bits, then. now your son say or you know now somebody somebody's son could do that instead of you as well. So it opens, well, it opens you, it's, 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 up for people who are the next generation, shall we say. Well, put it this way, right? If they do say, right, okay, it'll be Elite Dangerous 2, I know that'll be it for me. Because I've put too much effort in and the thought of starting all over again, right from the very beginning, as much as, as I do like starting off new commanders every now and again, the fact that everything has gone... It's just that is just such a a, a nutsack punch that I, I don't think I could get yeah. the the um, enthusiasm to start all over again. What about there was an observation they... in the mm-hmm. forum thread. It's it's not a particularly surprising observation, really, when you think about it. But the, but the observation was that the people in the forum thread who were mostly pro starting again, you know, with a new engine or you know, um, yeah. and, and rebuilding a new elite from scratch were people that had vaguely long term already abandoned elite. They'd given up, they'd walked away, but they were still, you know, hanging around the forums, getting involved in these discussions. Yes, yeah, zombie forum already, posters. Yeah. <laughs> so those people that have already walked away from the game were all for starting again. The people that are still enjoying themselves were all for expansions. It's not an, a surprising observation, really, but but there it was. And I think that's kind of what we're saying. We're doing stuff. We're, we're invested in the game. We've got our BGS or we've got our exploration or we've got the things that we like in the build. We, we don't want to start all that again. We want to carry on with what we've got. But people that have given up and walked away are not vested in it. And it's like, yeah, I like the idea of Elite. It didn't work for me. I'd love them. To, I'd like to see them start again and build the game I wanted. You know, that's those are the two camps, I think. Yeah, um, Ben, you had uh, a question of up of the BGS for Psychic. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ask Sai was, what would you think if Frontier had some kind of mechanism to automatically prune dead factions 
back. What would be the metric for that? That is well. I I would argue that's that, uh, that would that's my my thing because yeah. all it like if, if the metric is oh if one of those faction members logs in in a month then we won't we won't stop pruning yeah. the faction back. Do you know what I mean? All it all it would then take is one person to just like Keep quickly hop faction. into the game, yeah, and just like yeah. do a little tiny I, bit in I the guess thing. The question would be, I would probably make the fact the thing in that you know I'm not a game designer, so what the hell do I know? Uh, would be. If a member of that faction does a activity to boost that faction, then that faction is still active. But if, on the other hand, let's say there's only one person playing and they're off in Colonia doing something totally different, then actually nobody's really playing that faction. But the thing is, that's where I would draw the line. The thing is, the thing is, once uh, once uh, once a a faction goes into the game. Yeah. So once a faction goes into the game, that effectively becomes uh, you. You you have you have no onus over that faction. You have a squadron, sometimes named the same, sometimes not named named the same, and they can choose to support that faction. But they're not. You aren't that faction. You are the yeah. squadron who is supporting that faction. So yes. the, this is where the problem lies. That 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 faction is property of Frontier, and anyone can dick with that faction. They can do whatever they want. You don't have to be aligned to the squadron on anything along those lines. So it's really difficult to like justify that. A general well, a this, general this is where... in, a general inactivity degradation in um in a faction's presence and a um like a, a faction let's say a faction is idle or there's not anyone um doing doing anything in those systems a general degradation that takes them all the way to the retreat not if they're native but if they're if they're if they if they aren't native something like that but Anything that you do in that system is going to have an effect on the BGS. So people could be influencing the BGS um, without really even knowing it. You know, so it's so yeah. difficult to measure. Yeah, and this is where, you know, th I mean, this basically boils down to one of the key issues that we had back during the Lave Wars. You know, the factions who were supporting the Alliance were a bunch of player groups who were actively supporting alliance-based non-player factions. And that, to me, seems wrong. You know, if I'm in the Psychid faction, then I should be playing the Psychid faction, not the Dead Cat faction. No, the, the only link that there is between you as a player and a faction is the fact that you've got it in your head and maybe your your squadron might be aligned with it. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You're, that's, that's, the thing. that's the whole point. We have squadrons that are one-to-one -one correlations with the faction that you can align with. So if you're in a, you know, you want to back a faction, you have your squadron, back that faction, and then anything that that squadron's doing that's backing the faction's backing the faction. Not, well, that faction looks like it's got a nice name that makes me laugh. I'll play for them for a bit. No, you're not backing that faction. You're backing some random twats. Okay, so I, what you want is what everybody hates in power play, which is a kind of... Um, you've got to maintain your faction's uh, rating, and that rating will rot over time. 
Well, no, what I, do, what I don't want is heap. me being able to claim faction Bob over there. Well, that's my faction because I say so, damn it. Well, if you created a squadron and said... If, I, if it's... Yeah, but it's got to be a player faction. Player multiple multiple no, squadrons, multiple playmate squadron. squadron, multiple squadrons can support um, the same faction. Mm-hmm. So you could make a squadron. Yeah, you could pay your money to make a squadron, and then just say that you're supporting that one faction, and then close, and then um, you use it for like a, um, a a couple of weeks, and then close it, um, close it, make a new one, close it, make a new one as much as you want because uh, money is no object yeah, anymore. Keep gaming the system like that. I know well, that. yeah, yeah, people are definitely gonna. People would game the system as soon as they knew the way that that oh, would yeah. um, that it would stop degradation or the 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 trigger the triggers that would need that would be the problem. So it's mm-hmm. um. There's no way of really winning. I say, fuck it, burn the bubble, start again. Oh, I'm, I'm all in favour of burning the bubble, and we've got the Thargoids coming in to say hi. But, stop defend, stop supporting Aegis, etc. Let them. But if that's a, if that's an Elite Dangerous two, or if that's just a like a hard reset to Elite Dangerous for whatever is. The next well, step I mean, from Odyssey. Hmm. What does that? You know what I mean. Well, that would be fine for me if if they said it came in. Okay, burn the bubble, and we'd have to build the bubble back up from nothing. I'd be fine yeah. with that as long as my character's progress was fine. So, if there was a way, then Colin, sorry to interrupt. If if there was a way for them to maybe like clone your character, yeah, 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 clone your character into uh, a newer engine delete. Without the that was the exact point that I was saying because we were looking at this issue from two different ways. Um, Because you can do that anyway without actually destroying the existing environment. Because you can just change. I I know. I just. uh, I know that at the moment, any developers listening to this are are getting ready to punch (laughs) me. You can just just do this and just transfer the state into a new engine. How hard can that be? Easy. I, I can hear, I can feel Tom sort of rubbing his fists ready for the punch, I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, it is possible, as, as I've mentioned in other space MMOs, to change the client, change the server, yet the entire universe still stays as it, well, as it is. And people can still playing on it, and they can still upgrade the technology. Um, that's what I'm hoping for under the expansion route. But what everybody else is saying, well, what I'm seeing as under Elite Dangerous 2, that's a brand new game, including oh, yeah, any progress lost. Yeah. But that's... I know you want to wrap this up, Colin, but just, mm. just so, so something you said, did you say that it was Eve that have done that? So if Eve literally pretty much, you know, ripped yes. out one, one, one um, version of the software and put in a brand new version without changing the, the state, the, the, the BGS, for want of a better name for well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's been the whole way. Every time it's done an upgrade, the client has been upgraded. The graphics, okay. put it this way, the graphics are are very, very pretty. Um, they're not the same ones that have been there. They've been updating yeah. models. They've been updating mechanics. They, you know, they've even though, I mean, I'm not a fan of spreadsheets in space, but I am impressed by it. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't know that they'd sort of done that. That's quite cool that they can do that. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's what you can do with any MMO because um, you can always, as long as you keep the world, the virtual world running, mm. you can then update bits left, right, and center. Yeah, and that's why I think well, 
they don't need to wipe everything so it forces all to start again. But they can get more modern technology into the game. I, I guess some of the reasons that people want, you know, on that forum thread, want to start again is is not just to do with that, though. It's to do, and this is what you're saying, I suppose, is that there's, two, there's, two, there's two ways of looking at it. What they want is things like, you know, the economy to be because oh, yeah. they got it wrong the first time maybe yeah, there'll, be th- there'll be things like okay no no you can redo power play you can redo this you can redo that you can actually actually cqc mean something but the the issue the issue with that is is that if frontier wanted to do that they would have done it already yeah i mean for all we know this big the the feature rewrite oh, wow. which has been is kind of held out as the carrot that keeps us going. Um, that that is, uh, we don't know anything about that, and everybody's speculating that. Oh no, that's the whole BGS slash engineering slash uh, power play rewrite. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to draw this to a close now because um, yeah, we're running out of time, and we've got so many questions, or so many answers rather. So many answers. Yeah, so many answers to one small, simple question. And last week I sort of uh, admitted that I'd never done passenger missions before, uh, to which everybody almost died of shock. (laughs) Which, okay, fair enough. Um, So we thought, um, well, rather clear put out that uh, question, is there an activity in Elite Dangerous that you haven't done? Um, And we got massives of responses. So, yes, Psychic, would you like to go with the first one? We did. Um, it, yeah, I, I thought I, I didn't. I didn't know that we'd get a lot on this, but it's been really cool. Um, Epaphis said, um, "Power play. Not really felt the need to get the modules, and I'm not really interested in helping the leaders argue over a handful of systems when there are billions of unoccupied ones they could expand into." Mm. Don't you enjoy being postman Pat? Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing that I that I found about power play is that it was the social side of things. Very much like how you guys run run a BGS squadron or a BGS uh, faction that worked for me with that. You had a goal every week that you could do. And I wasn't interested in the modules. In fact, actually, I thought the modules ruined it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. too many people were just going, oh, I'm just doing it for the modules. Which yeah, people, yeah. Basically, charge, you know, I turned up, got my pack hounds and then... Yeah, yeah, off again. So you know, it, it's like it, it's not proper, and of course, I think, in humbly, that um, having an open, positive approach to that is would also improve it. But yeah, that's that is a whole nother discussion that we've had so many times. So <laughs> not Alex? alone in that one. Yeah, Elvis Kremen writes in and says, "Exobiology: the tedious flying around above planets looking for plants doesn't really do it for me." I think shooting people in the face and working for my PMF is more my jam. The BGS is, after all, what keeps me playing for a lot longer than I anticipated. It's, yeah, for me, ironically, it's the other way around. I never never could get into exploration without starting to do the exobiology. And it's taken me to some amazing places that I never would would have tried before. So, I like exobiology. It's not a bad little bit of gameplay. It's very chilled. You know, I enjoy just like, a, you know, I've sort of said in the past about just drifting over planet surfaces and just chilling. And, and this is the sort of excuse to do that, really. It's a bit like fishing being an excuse to sit by a river. Um, yeah. 
cozy, yeah. cozy gameplay. Yeah, nothing mm. wrong with a bit of that occasionally. No. Nope. Um, oh, I've got Commander Homburger. Um, I've never ganked anyone, mainly because, well, how is that fun? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've been involved in a little bit of piracy, but normally if if I go stand and deliver and, and they don't drop the cargo, then basically, all right, off you go then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, actually, the question for everybody here is how many people are okay with what I would term legit piracy versus murder hoboing? It's very difficult to define it's, define legit piracy oh. for me, Ben. Um, in twenty seconds. Yeah, that, that is. Give me your shit, or I'm going to blow you up. Ten, nine, yeah, eight, a little, bit, then, little yeah. bit of role play. Come on, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, it, I mean that's one. Th- I mean, uh, Whereas, why would I give oh, you the chance you to? Why would I give you the chance to? Why would like? Why would? Why would you risk the chance of someone combat logging on you if you enjoy? Because it's role Anything. play. That's 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 the difference. One is killing people and going, aha, I killed lads, lads, I play exclusively in private group. It's not I'm 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 yeah. not I'm just trying to be oh, devil's no. advocate here. Yeah. One's <laughs> killing people and being a dick, one's actually valid gameplay. Yeah, but you know, some people just like chaos. And yeah, they can but... let the world burn. Okay, Ben, you've got the next one. Uh, oh, it's yeah. you. It's me. Did yeah. it. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so as I've said on the show before. I ain't visited the Heart of a Titan because I really can't be bothered with the shit that you need to go and get there. Um, yeah, I love other parts of the Thargoid content, but going off and doing the stuff required to go and see the middle of the Titan just doesn't do it for me. Um, also, I've not ordered a drink at the bar yet. Oh, I'm such a twat. I, I <laughs> yeah. want my lady and brandy, damn it. Got to get that in. He damn did. right, I have. At least you've got your sippy cups now. No, sure. I do have my, I have my sippy cups. But why can't I get a drink at the bar, damn it? Uh, three years we've had this. And you'll get it for you know for ten more if they don't go off and make Elite Dangerous 3.0 or 4.0 or 5.0 or whatever the hell. Yeah, Elite Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. uh, they need Unreal Engine to do that, Ben. You, you, the Cobra Engine can't do drinks, apparently. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, one thing that I do say about this, Ben, actually, is I think after a certain period of time, I think the modules should be made a lot easier to get. Say, I, say after about nine months or so. But, yeah. I, mean, anyway. I, I would argue that, you know, fine, you, you've got it, you've had your access, you've had your fun, now go and let the scrubs like me go and buy the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. After about nine months, yeah, probably. Nine months a year, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, if you blow up a player's ship oh. who's already got all that stuff, you get to keep their stuff. That would be fun, yeah. Ooh. Oh, now we're right back to ganking Ooh. again. Right. <laughs> that would be meaningful gameplay then. Now, uh, now Homburger's ears are p- pricking up. <laughs> Maybe I will get into this ganking business. <laughs> Ilum, rescue us. I'll try, I'll try. Uh, along similar lines, uh, with well, some subject matters with regards to Thargoids, Chaotic Mass has said that they've never defeated a Thargoid panic posy solo. Why not? It's more fun to do it in a group, which which I get, I really do. I, I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed uh, Thargoid combat in a group, but I must admit, the first time I soloed a Cyclops, I was elated for days. It's phenomenal. It's such a rush. Um, <laughs> yeah, killing a Hydra in a group is great, but even just a Cyclops on your own is is, is fantastic fun. Yeah. Especially when you do it properly, you don't end up just ganking it with 
yeah, about twenty of you just firing your yeah reverse uh, keys, reels. all that kind yeah. of stuff. Black, yeah, all like yeah, all like great stuff. I, it, it is I great understand. Fun. I understood why the AX I had to do it before because the the hearts weren't working properly. But now, yeah. Oh, back to Psychic then. Oh, because you have to admit, though, it is also a lot of fun. Twenty of you just taking shots at that one. Oh, it's like, brilliant! it's ridiculous. This is one thing, Elite Dangerous to me. It's always a lot more fun when you're with in a private group with other people, or even in open with other people. Yeah, I always find that that elevates the whole experience. So, anyway, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bopper yeah. says that they've never been to Seoul. Um, they've played since 2017, made an agreement with themselves to wait until the PS5 version came out, as the PS4 version is so grainy. That never happened. They moved to PC, and they couldn't bring themselves to go back. I'm, I, would, no. I, would say, I would say Mars High is pretty cool. Mm. Oh, whatever it's called, Mars. It was one of the first things I, I sort of set myself as a goal in the game was to go to Seoul. It's, and it's good. It's, it's great flying around the earth and finding where you live and going, that's where I live. <laughs> I, I, I love I get it, right? like uh, Voyager and so on. Yeah, 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 some great Easter eggs there. Isn't there a, a tourist beacon with Rob Musk's car as well that he's shot into space? I think that is uh, there now, yeah. Yeah, it's great fun. One thing I did, I suppose you don't have to go to Seoul to do this, but I remember doing this and being really early on and being really impressed with the, with the game for doing this is I went to Seoul, well, sort of, you know, just flying over the earth, I suppose. And then I picked out in the night sky um, Mintaka, which is one of the stars that that's in Orion's belt in the constellation of Orion. And sure enough, I could see the constellation. I could see the shape of the constellation. And I just remember thinking, that's pretty cool that there's all these millions of stars in this sort of artificial game, you know, this 3D simulation of the galaxy. And if you line them up, with the perspective of Sol in the right direction, you can see that constellation, even though they're all different distances. I remember thinking that was quite neat. Mm. You've got the next one. Oh, it's me. It is. Yeah. Sorry. Dantechnik. 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 Oh, yes, I see it now. Dantechnik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've still not done CQC, that classic dilemma of having never done it and the only people in there who do it being the people who are brilliant at it. So it puts me off. would love to practice with NPCs for a while first, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Yeah, I know. Uh, the, the one problem is, is yeah, that there's that few people playing CQC at the moment is that they're, they're practically using the force when you, you go up against them. <laughs> it's, it's something else. Um, right, I've got um, Genopophis. Goodness knows. Um, well, I would say high-class anti-Xeno and engineering because of the grind. Well, yep. Fair enough. It's, yep. it's the same problem that Ben's got because, you know, there's, there's this barrier in the way to actually getting to the good stuff. So, Ben. Uh, sneaky Squeakers are saying, fighting Thargoids, but that's mostly because they're 34,000 light years away from all the fighting. Brave Sir Robin, run away! He <laughs> shouted. <laughs> he didn't. I gather. I gather alts are, do, are good for doing this sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, oh it's me. Um, okay. Uh, Silas Rezzi. Uh, apologies for uh, murdering your name. 
Um, intentional PvP in the main game, the thought of going up and again and again against well-piloted and engineered ships is less fun than trying to log into a CQC session. <laughs> yeah, it can be. I think uh, possibly the best place to go and try a bit of PvP is, is in a CG system in open. Um, controversial. Yeah, I mean, there, there are player groups that, uh, you just say, that you're looking for to learn PvP. They're actually very friendly, and they, they, mm. they do try and train you up so that you get some uh, you get some experience. I, yeah, and it's the unintentional PvP where you're, you're basically ganked at and that's that really winds a lot of people up. But then again, the first time I had a, I had a go at it was was in a CG, and I, I was mm. I was targeting some of the gankers, and I ended up winging up with with a few commanders I'd, I'd never even met before um, to try and protect all of the traders coming through. And I thought mm. that was really good fun, and morally it felt the right thing to do as well. But uh, that's something not something I've done a really a lot of PvP to be fair. No, yeah. that's something I've. Um, oh, I did that. There was a while when people were just ganking everybody in Shinata Desra, and so a bunch of us just all winged up, and we were just defending people in Shinata Desra. And yeah, you're right, it was a blast. Yeah, but the, what I've normally found is the gankers, the ones that really just pick on the noobs, as soon as they see an arranged posse coming after them, they combat oh. log faster than... Yeah, the, 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 the gankers are not actually... In, the, that class of ganker is not interested in real PvP. No, definitely not. Oh, back to back to psychic. Um, Alexandra oh. Strube says, and I'm so sorry if I've butchered <laughs> that. Um, says attacking anyone, to be honest, not my thing. I waited for people to start putting in really rude names. Okay, like... these are these are just Twitter names. These are just Twitter <laughs> names. <laughs> you can uh, still have rude. You've given them any idea and now. The issue is, if you change your Twitter name, it can be under review for like six months now. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for a, a Twitter name from Anita Jobby or something like that. Safia <laughs> <sighs> says, uh, on foot combat, mainly because I know my abilities. My aim is shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with that one. No, no, I'm, no. I'm in the same boat, actually. <laughs> Problem between mouse and keyboard. Well, We've mouse got an and for that. Yes. <laughs> I guess it gets good with practice. Yeah, good. Um, I've got Commander Seduce, sort of unlocking the caustic sink. This is this is you, Ben, isn't it? Aside from being thirteen thousand uh, light years away from the bubble, I just haven't been able to muster the willpower to face that grind. I mean, I found that grind not to be that. Difficult to be honest, although that might be different now with the glaives. Go on, Ben. So, Rangers GSTQ, just like me, are saying they ain't visited a Titan or tried to go in, and they're saying it feels like a lot of work to get in and then get killed anyway. But you didn't. <laughs> it's definitely more. It's definitely more likely that you potentially would get um, see the rebuy screen for sure. Hmm. Unless you're multi-crew with somebody who already knew how to get there. Well, yeah, no, it's gonna be like, they will be seeing the rebuy screen. I find it kind of difficult to get back out at the moment, <clears throat> especially with the um, pincer, pincer, no, the scythes. Uh, That's the only, uh, only place uh, that I've, I've ever seen one is in the, um, what, in the what's it. And then when, when we're having to rescue 
rescue people from there and then the slaves are coming after mm. i think that's going to be well out of my um out of my wheelhouse i'll probably have to make a whole new ship for it mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh yeah kill him yep uh akil hashim writes i still would like to get the guardian equipment but i didn't come to grind on a planet okay what uh what kind mm. of guardian equipment are you talking about i think the guardian sort of i'm guessing they're meaning right, the is, guardian, is, 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 you've got the You've yeah, got you the the, the sites that you can go and it's get. It's a bit of a yeah, yeah. isn't it? You have, you have to do it. A few, it's great, but you have to do it a few times, don't you? I suppose you know. Yeah, yeah. FSD takes 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 not very much to sort of unlock, doesn't it? Really, well, it depends mm. if you want all the other modules, really. But I think yeah. just the FSD yeah. booster is is probably going to do one. That's the one. It's an afternoon's job. The thing is, you don't really you don't really need them now, though, as well, because when you if you're doing some of the some like a lot of the stuff that the Thargoids can do now just negate Guardian. Yeah. I suppose the FSD boost is dead cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You need, like, get the FSD booster. Anything else kind of can fall in the wayside now Mm. for other things that you can buy. Do the Guardians kill the F... Kill the... Not the Guardians. Do the Thargoids now nuke Guardian fighters as well, then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I've got a Guardian fighter on my ship, so the, I'm going to have to test that. I have fighters, a horrible feeling it will. The fighters are just like three goes, though. Yeah, aren't they? So yeah, they're, they're just like yeah, three well, goes. In, Guardian it, ruins, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good thing about the like fight, you got to do the grind. Yeah, you got to do the spacey fight, the spacey Guardian. Yeah, thing and as well. that's amazing. Oh my god, that's beautiful. It is, that, like that's the awesome. best thing that you, you should do that oh, even if you're not that. interested in getting it even if yeah. you're not interested in having a guardian um fighter i 110 million thousand percent believe that everyone needs to go and experience that because it is the such beacon, a cool yes. set piece yeah. wouldn't Definitely you love does. it if they could do more things around yes. those set pieces yeah, yeah. fuck yes yeah well that's that's what the that's what hopefully we'll be finding out with update 17 Anyway, should we, we've, got, we've got a couple of people left, haven't we? Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to have to go quick then. Uh, we'll be good, we'll be good, we'll be good. Um, little Big Yin, vaguely yep. aware of who that might be. Um, this, the Steel, the Goob of... We're, we're actually... We're on, dis- we're on our Discord answers now. So, um, the Steel, the Goob from the ground bases when the Space Police try to stop you, um, that mission, mostly because I can never find them. Oh, I haven't done any ship-based PvP. I'm excluding shooting friends to get rid of the ship bounty for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, mercy <laughs> kill. <laughs> Digital Druid writes in and says, activate a Thargoid crash Titan or megastructure. Distance, caustic mats, and the fight to find probes for a light show. Not worth my time yet. Oh, it is worth your time. Oh, it definitely it is. is. Good. It definitely yeah. is. <laughs> Put it this way, we thought, yeah, first time we ever oh, saw yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with that video. Mm, exactly. You know, okay, it's, boat, isn't it? if you're not, yeah. it, it's like the Titan. I went to the Titan because I, I, really, I desperately wanted to see it. It was totally worth the, you know, the, well, I'm not going to mm-hmm. call it a grind because I enjoy the process, but I totally want to I mean, get Yeah, the, if, you, if you enjoy what you're doing, it's not a grind, does it? But if yeah. you're not motivated to see the, the light show, then it's good, though. Yeah. Oh, typical. Cheb's will, I've got, and he says, the grind. <laughs> he added the a grind. winky face at the end of that. That, that For some <laughs> reason, that didn't that didn't um, post. Um, oh, I, it, one man's grind is another man's comfy. These are answers of things they haven't done, so I like that. Yes, yeah. the grind. 
Yeah. Uh, Bad is saying, kill the Hargus Thargoids. Too much like hard work to build a proper ship. Should be some way to rent a ship with the top specs. I could, I could agree with that. Like that. Um, yeah. Uh, half off incoming or something like that. And missing the on-foot engineers in Colonia. Been there once, not going again. Fair enough. Kill him. Yep. Happy Moon Monkey. Uh, power play. It's taken me 40 weeks to go around all the powers module Ouch. shopping. And Ouch. it's only after that that I can consider settling on one and figuring it out. Plus, now I realize that I'm running low on prismatic shields, so I'm going to have to defect back to the princess for another four weeks. I mean, I've, oh. I've only done prismatics. I've not done uh, pack hounds or anything. I've power no shoppers. Power play the ruining of power play. I am, yeah. Oh, Colin got real salty with that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how a lot of people play power play. Um, Altrexis um, writes in and is a person very much after my own heart and did mining with a throwing up face. See, mining's like fishing. It's nice. There's nothing wrong oh, with mining. Okay. So, so strip mining is absolutely fine. Core mining can get in the fucking bin. Oh, it's the best. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Strip mining, I love. It used to be good. Yeah. Deep core mining going, where the fuck's that thing? Yeah, that's not my idea of fun. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Deep core yeah. mining's worth it just for the it must be. It must be oh, lovely. It, it must be lovely. But as somebody who predominantly will stream their gameplay, and I've, I've obviously I've said this before, but as someone who streams most of their gameplay, being backseated by people, being told to look oh, for yeah, things. Oh, yeah, you said that. Look for the popcorn bubble. Look for the popcorn bubble. Look for the LucasArts logo. Go fuck yourself. Get in the fucking bin. <laughs> last one. Last one from Steph, uh, Commander Zena. Uh, hey, hi, Steph. We love you. Illegal, Sorry. illegal ground activities. I like to keep my nose clean and play nice and fair. Bravo. Or delivery missions, then. And you sort of hope power play being a postman but a simulator <laughs> i've often thought hey, you need like an alt because because i have similar things with doing illegal stuff i think you need an alt where you where you you agree with yourself to play to play naughty as your alt you want a I, chaotic evil run I, yeah. I do this in video games and then i still you know like in in mass effect i try and go to the bad guy in mass effect and i just can't bring myself to go and do it <laughs> Yeah, I had the same thing on Knights of the Old Republic. I couldn't mm. be the dark side guy. Anyway, um, let's go to our shout-outs, because uh, for, for um, a surprising amount, we we, for, we had no subject whatsoever, and lo and behold, we filled the filled the time again. Um, dead game, uh, mate. Dead game. Our sister's station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at uh, half eight. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, radioforthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We're giving shout-outs to the other Elite Dangerous podcasts, which are The Guard Frequency, who think it's a dead game, and Loose Screws. Uh, now, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And thanks to everybody who's chipped in and the Twitch chat and then the in-game commanders. And I've seen Commander Meagles as I've sat here with my Magna Pants on full at, uh, at Lave Station. I've got uh, Commander si uh, Siberius over in the corner over there. And we've got Caleb running around 
<laughs> just do it. I think you're doing your uh, Sebastian Cool um, circuits at the moment, aren't you? <laughs> or should that be Steve Cram? It's more like Steve Cram, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> not Bailey Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Who can uh, tell? My my visor's opaque. Who knows? <laughs> So special thanks, as always, go to Commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who have created music for the show. So that's it for another episode of Lay Radio, Ben. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can find us at our contact links at the home slash contact us menu on the LayRadio.com website. Do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lay Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at LayRadio.com slash live. So, thanks to Ben. Good night, Colin. Uh, thanks to Commander Psychic. Enough sitting around. Let's go hurt someone. <laughs> thanks to thanks to Alec. Thanks, Anna. Colin. And of course, thanks to uh, Caleb for uh, uh, putting up with us, basically. <laughs> It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. And we have special thanks for today's tech specialist, the wonderful Poddick Santiago, who's who we welcome back. Good night, everyone. I'm sorry. The <laughs> <laughs> dejected. I'm sorry. <laughs> My girlfriend dejected. But Nick, don't worry about it, buddy. We've got Eeyore running the deck. Oh. Oh, so until next, <laughs> next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can do that, fly dangerous. Should be out of air. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, let you sound so sad. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this is barrier in the way to actually getting to the good stuff. So, Ben. Hello, Ben. L- 
calling Ben. Calling Ben. And I was saying a whole lot of things, but my microphone was was muted. That's not very good, is it? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm professional, don't you know? Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, it's a good. Apparently. It's a good job that, like, I mean, you'll get used to this um, live radio at some point, Ben. You'll you'll get there. Yeah. I know. I know you're still early days, but I think it's, you'll be all right. Know, you're getting there. You're getting there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the um, one. He's the one that served the longest out of all of us. I know. It's I just, know. You know what? Professional production. Would I get less for murder now? Probably. Depends who you murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean, I found that grind not to be that difficult, to be honest. Although that might be different now with the glaives. Go on, Ben. Is he muted again? He's probably it's, muted it's, again. It's, it's, I am muted again. Sorry, I'm just... Oh, bollocks. That's your fault. <laughs> I just boot, I went into a star. Poor, poor workman blames his tools. Yeah. I, was, I was flying around the star. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going around and I can answer this. But anyway... Galnet News Digest, 3rd of October 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we identify some of the locations on the Titans that human captives can be freed from when the human scoop becomes available. We wonder whether rescuing people from the Titans is such a good idea after all. And the Emperor is urged to get frisky. Aegis, working with its development partner, the Sirius Corporation, is now confident that it has the resources to make generally available the hostage extraction tool it has been developing. Nicknamed the Mincer, these subsurface rescue missiles will be used to free some of the millions of humans captured during the first six months of the Thargoid invasion and those that have been more recently stolen from search and rescue vessels by the Scythe variant of the Hunter Thargoids. An ongoing initiative at Springer Gateway in Senlu to provide the resources to start the mass manufacture of the subsurface extraction missiles looked destined to fail on Friday, with the demand for hard-to-obtain commodities unlikely to be filled. In a moment of genius, one of the serious research engineers realised that the missiles didn't need to be made of osmium after all, and that widely available copper would do the job nicely. The minimum amount of copper has now been delivered, and an awful lot of copper-coloured missiles are expected to become available soon, possibly as early as Thursday. Those who took part will be awarded Aegis paint jobs for their Federal gunship, Alliance Crusader and Imperial Clipper. And some will be awarded free subsurface extraction missiles by a grateful Aegis. Galnet Digest believes that the targets identified by the Zeno Pulse Wave Scanner as Titan subsurface storage chambers are likely to be where the humans are being held, although this can only be confirmed once the first hostages are released, scooped up and taken to a rescue ship for revitalising and rehabilitation. (laughs) 
Several commentators have expressed this week their concern over plans to rescue those held captive by the Thargoids, postulating that they might turn out to be the inhabitants of a Thargoid Trojan horse. There's been speculation for some time that the Thargoids might be stockpiling human captives for use as weapons against humanity. Perhaps they plan to reprogram their captives' brains to be hostile, or perhaps they have an external device that forces the subject to fight against their own kind, against their will. Or perhaps they've learned the lesson of the mycoid virus and will send out those captives infected with a deadly disease to infect and destroy humanity without the need to fight. And of course, the temptingly available Titan storage chambers could easily have been placed there to bait us into trying to rescue our erstwhile compatriots, with the express purpose of taking them back to centres of human population so they can attack from within or spread that deadly synthetic virus. The Thargoids may be far cleverer than we believe, and may be on the point of allowing us to transport the vector for the next threat to humanity back to the centres of population that the Thargoids have previously been unable to hit. Can we resist the urge to rescue our fellow humans in their hour of greatest need? If not, we need to think seriously about how we can protect ourselves from the risk of giving our enemy safe passage through our defences. The scare over Lady Florence, the Imperial Mother's health in July, has caused concern over the Imperial succession. After all, if the Imperial Mother has been shown to be mortal, her daughter, the 16th Emperor, may well prove to be mortal as well in due course. In the Senate, Senator Lysander Corsell expressed her concern that the 66-year-old emperor has no romance in her life, she has no consort, let alone a spouse, and that in Arissa's eight years as emperor, only one of which was spent in suspended animation as a hostage, she has made no attempt to provide the Duval-branded heir that the empire so desperately needs. Every one of Arissa's 15 predecessors in the thousand years of the empire has provided an heir, giving an unbroken line of succession. Whilst it's true that Hadrian Duval, who arguably has a greater right to be emperor than Arissa, has an 18-month-old son, and many of the minor Duvals have more offspring than they know what to do with, Princess Ashling's dalliances with a string of gentlemen friends have failed to produce any mini-Ashlings, and the Emperor doesn't seem to have even tried using the Imperial version of Tinder. From the longevity of her ancestors, the Emperor could easily continue to rule for 60 more years, but she could equally well become an ex-Emperor at a moment's notice, without a stallion of impeccable bloodline to service her needs and provide the Empire with an undisputed successor, a conflict over the succession to the Imperial throne would be inevitable. And that's this week's highly erotic Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. 